make sure that my clients are able to fulfill their dreams and lives through their passion. Um, I am fueled by four P's. <laughs> four P's are the values of my business, um, which are purpose, passion, preparation, and progression, because I believe that in life, there is really, we can strive for perfection, but we really should strive for progression. Um, so Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Atchenpong, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. So today we got a very special guest. She uh, helps you live your best life through the work that she does. So I'm going to give you guys the formal background on her. So Leticia is a former recruiter turned career consultant and professional branding strategist who helps people who are ready to change the course of their career and their life. After working in various areas of recruiting, and professional development, she launched Bird Career Consulting. Through her firm, she helps students, young professionals, managers, and executives get clear on their goals with a personal touch along the way. She believes that everyone deserves to find rewarding work um, that they are passionate about and enjoy, and she provides the tools needed to live their best life. So with no further ado, Letitia Bird, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you, George? I'm doing well. So I know I did the formal intro, but you know I just I just want want you to you know take a, a second or two just to share with us in your own words, you know who you are, what you do, and what you you know what you're passionate about, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And thanks for having me, George. Thank Absolutely. you as well for the excellent introduction. So I like to call myself a career designer, um, and and so my mission is to make sure that my clients are able to fulfill their dreams and lives through their passion. Um, I am fueled by four P's. <laughs> four P's are the values of my business, um, which are purpose, passion, preparation, and progression, because I believe that in life there is really, we can strive for perfection, but we really should strive for progression. Um, and so with that being said, I help my clients through a variety of services that I offer including one-on-one -on -one career coaching. Um, I do some interview coaching. My business actually started with me doing resume writing, LinkedIn writing, cover letter writing, but it's now turned into much more of a, a coaching platform where I'm helping people figure out what they want to do with their lives. That's awesome. So career designer. Career designer. I can honestly say I've never heard that one before. Yeah, so I like you, to switch it up. You so, know? so you came up with that on your own? Is that, is that the secret secret sauce? Yeah, you know, I did come up with that on my own. I have a really great friend, Quinn, who's an interior designer, okay. and just kind of watching her, I have a lot of admiration for her, yeah. and I kind of see, you know, a career designer is, you're helping your clients lay the foundation. They mm. give you a picture of what they want, yeah. what they want their house to look like, right? If you're thinking about interior designer, I know I want this big house, but helping them actually strategize and have a process behind actually how to build that. I like that. Well, I think I might call myself the financial designer. You know All what I'm right. saying? You got a whole crew. Uh, Can't say your name. No, that's cool. I like that. Um, so, arguably, one of your primary objectives 
is to help clients like land that that big job or get that dream career, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So, what are some of the challenges that you see when like people first come to you, right? Like, like what are the things that are just typical and common amongst most people? Yeah, a lot of the things that are typical and common is you have a lot of people that have they're educated, mm-hmm. highly intelligent, and smart. Yep. And they just aren't fulfilled in their day to day work, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we spend so much of our lives wanting to go to college, get a degree, but then it's like, what's next, right? You get Mm -hmm. this job, you're not fulfilled, you don't like it. I know I've changed careers myself, Mm -hmm. Um, and so what I like, what I really do and help people is understanding that first, it's okay, you know, to not have it all figured out, Um, but to help them think about what their values are what they want their life to look like. You know, a lot of us don't really challenge ourselves. We Mm -hmm. think, all right, I went to school for accounting, so I'm going to work in accounting forever. Um, But are you really fulfilled in that? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the number one challenge is just finding that fulfillment in everyday work. So so really, which is why it makes sense that you said you help them, like not just on the career side, but like just their life in general, right? Like just really identifying like, what do I want? Similar to my process, right? Like, what do I want the ideal life to look like, right? And how do I map that to a career ambition that makes a lot of sense um so i guess my next question is knowing that like what's a tip that you can provide uh to anyone who's like kind of in that space right now right it's like i got a decent job but something's tugging on my spirit i know i need to make a move make a transition like what is that what does that first step look like what's like a practical step like if you're in that space of knowing you need to move but you don't necessarily know what that looks like What's a practical tip you can give somebody? Yeah, that's a good question. For all of my coaching clients, on our very first call where we do our debrief, um, I ask them, "What is if you had to map out your ideal day, what would that look like for you? Mm-hmm. Like, close your eyes, you know, and think about it. You don't have to know this is the job that I'm going to be doing or mm-hmm. this is the career I'll be in, but there are some basic things you should know. Right. You know, um, even thinking about where you want to live. Like, I know my my goal is, and George, you're already living this this goal or this dream of mine, but wake up in my nice uptown apartment <laughs> with the, you know, uh, ceiling to floor windows with a beautiful view. And, you know, I'm going into my corner office again with the beautiful view. But, you know, these are things that we don't really think about is what is my ideal day? Do you mm-hmm. want to go into an office? Do you want to work from home? Do mm-hmm. you want to meet with a lot of different folks throughout the day? Or would you rather work in solitude? You know, um, would you want to be presenting to people? Whatever yeah. your expertise may be. These are things that we don't think about. So mm-hmm. thinking about that ideal day and what that looks like. Yeah. And then from there, figuring out based on this, based on my skill set, my experience, you know, what kind of career paths are out there for me so I can live out my ideal day. It makes so much sense, you know, um, and it's very practical, so I appreciate you sharing that. One of the things that comes to mind, though, is I feel like we, we get in a quiet space, right? We think about what you just said, but then we get busy, right? It's like, oh, right. well, life happens, my current job, my kid, whatever the things are, right? Because we all got different things, Absolutely. whether it's kids, family, side hustle, we all got these things going on. So what is, how do you stay engaged with that thought, right? Like, what do you do to keep it at the front of mind so that when, after you have that moment where you are able to clarify what it looks like, now you are continuing to think about it and that's kind of like your measuring stick of how 
you should continue to move going forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I just see so many yeah. people where it's like, we can easily have these great dialogues about, like, this is what the ideal life looks like, but then tomorrow, I got all these things that I had already committed to, right? You know, six months ago, and then now they're part of my daily routine. So how do I then infuse this into my new daily routine so they can be, like, the way that I shift my life? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think if you are in a job, you know, already that somewhat enjoy it maybe it should be improved I think if you think about your ideal day you need to ask yourself is my current job giving me that um, opportunity Mm -hmm. to live out my ideal day or are there some negotiables that I maybe can go back to my boss and ask for for example if you're required to go to the office every day Mm -hmm. but if you picture your ideal day you want to work from home yeah you know is that a conversation that you need to have, yeah. you know, with your boss? And a lot of things we just don't really ask for. Mm-hmm. And I think everything is like negotiable. Oh, yeah, I try to negotiate everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, really, I mean, you have to challenge yourself. And that's the thought that you have to kind of think through at least every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. I mean, every day a lot of us are asking, you know, am I... Am I happy? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. And so that ideal life image that you have, it may change. Mm-hmm. Um, it absolutely will change. Yeah, <laughs> keeping that at the forefront. And yeah. if your career is not aligned with that, then you have some thinking to do. You said, you said something really good there. And I think the key point is, like, as you think about it, don't feel like you have to have it all figured out, right? It's like, think about it, but, like, just move. Take a step, right? Yeah. If you know for a fact that where you're at, or at least in the context of where you're at, isn't exactly where you need to be, any step that you make is either going to, one, tell you, oh, no, that's not it, or two, okay, I'm getting a little closer. So I think exactly. we feel like we got to have all the steps figured out, especially people A-type, you know, personalities. i got to have it all mapped out. Oh, that's me, but you entrepreneurship taught yeah, me Yeah, entrepreneurship will take you away from that, right? Yep, and yep. so I think that's what, that's where you have to kind of be liberated in that, like, I don't know what the next step is, but I know I'm going to move, right? And whatever I do, it'll either give me more insight towards something I want to do or help clarify what I don't want to do. In in, in that case, you can't lose, right? Yeah, and, um, and with that being said, George, two, two thoughts come to mind. And one is I always tell my clients, even if you don't know what you want to do, you, mm-hmm. know, you know what you don't want to do. There you so go. So that does put you one step closer to mm-hmm. figuring it out. Um, and, you know, then the second thing is you may not be happy, 100% mm-hmm. fulfilled with where you are currently, right. But I'm sure that there are a lot of transferable experience, mm-hmm. um, experiences and skills that you can then leverage and take to utilize for future opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the job that you have, I'm sure you're talking to people every day. We don't yeah. really live in a world where we can't do business without talking to folks. That is a <laughs> highly transferable skill. I mean, yeah. if you look at it, every single job mm-hmm. wants you to have communication skills. Every single one. So everything happens for a reason. I'm a big yeah. believer in that. I agree. I agree. Um, and then your previous point kind of led right into my next question. So you're a firm believer in negotiating, right? Oh, yeah. So most people, you well, you know this firsthand, people get the, the compensation package and it's just, hey, hallelujah, I got a new job and I'm happy. Yeah. Don't even think to push back or negotiate different things. Mm-hmm. So like how much, and I, you don't have to like really quantify it. You can just maybe talk about it more conceptually, but... How much money have you seen people like potentially leave on the table by just like not even thinking about negotiating their compensation package or even understanding the concept of a compensation package? People just think about my salary, but they're often not thinking about all the other benefits that they could be asking for. So just 
talk a little bit about the importance of that and like what you've seen so far with helping people through that. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't even know where to start, but I mean, every single one of my clients, they have asked me about salary negotiation. Mm -hmm. Um, People leave thousands and tens of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. on the table if they don't negotiate salaries. And it's really just asking the question, right? Is is this the best you could do? You know? there are a lot of resources online that, um, well, where you can research what your market value is. A mm. lot of folks make the mistake of thinking that what I'm currently making dictates what I will make in the future. Gotcha. You know, but if you think about it like this, and I read this online, so I can't take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go to a car dealership, you want to trade in your car. Mm-hmm. They're not going to ask you, oh, what did you pay for it when you first bought it? They're going right. to look at what's the market value of your car cool. now. You need to do an audit of your skills. Wow. That's and, a great point. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you should have credit for it. I should have. You might have to edit that out. Right. But no, um, <laughs> you know, really do an audit and think about, hey, do I have a master's? Am I taking these online courses? Am I managing people? Mm-hmm. Um, I do recommend that folks have an accomplishments list yeah. mm-hmm. where they can speak to how they have added value before and how they can add value in that job um, but definitely doing the research on what are people paying me for the job that mm-hmm. I that I want yeah. um, there's Glassdoor there's Payscale Salary.com those mm-hmm. are all good resources but you need to go into it educated and have you know a number that you want you mm-hmm. know I recommend that you ask for at least $10,000 then you want, and then you can negotiate to what you really, exactly, really want. You exactly. know, and then there are many other things that you, as you mentioned, that you can negotiate for. Um, my background is in recruiting, so, so you know that I know how recruiters yeah. do, and they'll try to get you on the phone and say, "We really enjoyed meeting you. Mm-hmm. We want to give you this job at this salary. What do you think?" Right? Yeah. Of course, your instinct, excuse me, instinct is to say, "Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you. I'll take it." Yeah. Of course you don't want to do that because then the recruiter will go back to the team and say, this person accepted the job, right? Mm-hmm. You always want to say, you know what, this is great, thank you. I would really like to see the total compensation package mm-hmm. and look over um, with my family and friends. But there are many other things you can negotiate for, such as professional development budget, you know, um, PTO, insurance benefits, remote work schedules if you have an a job offer where the job is located in an uptown or downtown setting, you know, maybe you can get them to pay for your parking. But literally, everything is negotiable, and companies have extra money allotted for negotiations in their budget. Um, and so companies, can't remember the number right now, but companies typically, you know, keep about, well, keep millions of dollars because folks aren't negotiating. Wow, that's some very, very, very good information. And then something that I know, just like you know, having people that work with me a part of my team now, is that one thing that companies, jobs, big or small, don't want is turnover and attrition. That's because right. then they have to go through the process of finding somebody new and training them and doing all this stuff yep. that it's a drag on the productivity, right? So it's like you have even more leverage once you get in, right? So it's like you have some leverage on the front end. This is my personal assessment, right? But then once you get in, like, definitely don't be afraid to ask, right? Because it's like, Absolutely. they're thinking, especially if you're doing good work and you know your value, it's like, well, shoot, like, if I don't give them this, I got to start from ground zero, like, where is that going to lead me? So use your leverage. I, I think about, like, sports teams and how LeBron is changing the game and 
you know, he, he's getting the bag in a variety of ways. And some people like to criticize what he's doing. But if LeBron got mm-hmm. injured or if he wasn't a star athlete like he was, they would drop him like a bad habit. And it, it's just business yep. when it's them doing it, right? Yep. Or if you get fired, it's just business when they do it. But, like, it's, 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 it's not okay when you want to kind of, like, chart your own territory and chart your own path. And I think that's not that's not the case, right? So, like, take exactly. advantage of your power, negotiate, get that bag, secure it. And be and, confident. Um, like, be confident. be confident when you ask for more money. So, yeah. um, so like this past weekend, because it was Thanksgiving, I was with my family at the beach. All of my aunts are, you know, senior citizens at this point. <laughs> so we went to Golden Corral, and they all pulling out. If y'all went to Golden Corral, they're definitely seniors. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was there. That's where we wanted to go. Um, so they're all trying to get their senior discount. They're pulling out their IDs. Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest person, you know. Yeah. And so I get to the register, and I'm like, hey. You should throw me the senior discount too. I'm with the crew. Why not? She gave me the discount. That's why I believe everything is negotiable. Everything is negotiable. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm a firm believer in that too. Everything yeah. has a price. That's awesome. So now let's shift gears a little bit um, because while you do a wonderful job of helping other people, um, you know, you do this through your own business and so you're an entrepreneur yourself, right? Right. And so I guess my initial question is, you know, at what point did this turn from like a hobby? Or just something that you were interested in to like a passion and then into a business? Like when did you know like, you know what, I need to make more out of this thing? Yeah. You know, when I first started my business, and I'll take a step back, it actually started with me helping people. Okay. I went to UNC Charlotte and when I was when I was there, I had five internships. Wow. <laughs> so I'm a hustler anyways. I always like to make money, but yeah. I had internships, I had you know, scholarships. I had gotten into graduate school. Um, I had a job offer from KPMG, you know, even before I started grad school. So I had a lot of friends that, and people that just kind of saw me and asked me for help. They said, hey, yeah. I'm trying to get into grad school. I'm trying to get this job, this internship. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. So my business really started as me helping people. And as I started seeing results from that, I said, you know what? The next person that asked me for help, I'm just going to charge them. That's how it started. I never yeah. even thought, you know, this yeah. was going to turn into yeah, something I would do forever. It was just something cool. I loved helping people, and mm-hmm. I was just doing it on the side. made a lot of great money in corporate. I, when I was in corporate, you know, I first started in public accounting, mm-hmm. where it's not a lot of people that look like us. Right. And then I moved into recruiting. Both wonderful companies that I worked for, but I did see in terms of you know, minorities accelerating and navigating the corporate space. There are a lot of challenges there. Um, so I became very, pa- and I'm still very passionate about helping, you know, minorities be able to accelerate to leadership positions. Yeah. Um, and so with that being said, I joined or applied for an accelerator program called Black Upstart. Shout out to them. Shout out to Kezia. And I had an idea to start a company that would help us get to the you know, man- management ranks in corporate setting. And anyways, when I was in this program, she taught us a lot about black wealth and black business mm-hmm. ownership. And she was the one that said, look, if you're not making X amount of dollars or, you know, you're going to do something on the side forever, you have a hobby, right. you know, not a business. And we also talked about, you know, and George, you probably know these numbers, but um, the number of black businesses that can actually employ someone else versus white businesses mm-hmm. and how, you know, um, our dollar circulates, I don't know, 
a lot more yeah. in the white community mm-hmm. than it does in our own community. Right. Um, so I've learned a lot through that that accelerator program, and that's when I really realized this is something that I need to do, not just for me, but mm-hmm. for my people. And I want to be able to give back to the black community by being able to employ folks one day. Um, and so with that being said, it took me, let's see, I started in 2015, so it took me two years, mm-hmm. maybe two and a half, to say, you know what, I'm going to do this full time. Um, got a lot of business from referrals, mm-hmm. and honestly, I think that I was the biggest hurdle that was holding me back from leaving my corporate job. You were the biggest hurdle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so once I believed in myself, had a consistent um, client base, I said, you know what, I'm going to put in my notice, and I did it and haven't looked back. And there you have it, folks. We got a real live entrepreneur here on the podcast. So you're a relatively new um, entrepreneur, you'd say, right? Yeah. Um, and so, as we mentioned, you know, there's a lot of great things about entrepreneurship, you know, passion, helping people impact. Um, but there are also some challenges, right? So I'm curious, like, through your experience so far, like, what are some of the, the most rewarding things that you've experienced as an entrepreneur and also some of the, the challenges that you've experienced as an entrepreneur? Yeah, the most rewarding, I would say, is being able to control my time Mm -hmm. and my energy, which is also one of the hardest things. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, but being able to control my energy is something that is very important to me because I don't have to deal with, you know, certain drama and, you know, people that I had to deal with in corporate. I didn't have a choice then. Now I have a choice on who I want to deal with, and I'm very selective about. You know, even the people that I coach and making sure I'm, I'm coach, excuse me, coaching people that are ambitious, driven, mm-hmm. motivated. Other rewarding things, I would say, is just understanding that I'm in control of my destiny. Mm. And I've always been a believer in that, even when I was in corporate. And I always will be the one asking for a promotion and for more money, even when, you know. <laughs> like, I just got here three months ago, but look, you know, let's talk about yeah, it. Let's if talk you can't about give it. it to me, how can I get there? That's always right. been my attitude. Um, but I think that now I'm, I'm really able to inspire other people mm-hmm. and realize that other people look up to me um, and that they can do it too, which is something that has been truly rewarding. Some of the challenges, I would say, is just, you know, and we were talking about this earlier, revenue mm-hmm. flow can mm-hmm. be inconsistent where yep. when you're in corporate, you typically have a fixed income, mm-hmm. a fixed salary. You know exactly what's coming um, in. But then again, that's a positive, right? Because... Right my revenue is based on my effort for mm-hmm. the most part and so that's a, a motive motivator for me so i guess everything that i w- would say is rewarding would be challenging as well yeah but it hasn't been easy but hasn't been worth it absolutely awesome but now you're, you're right you're you're in control of your own destiny right and i think we just have to embrace that understand that and uh, know that you know it also for me it helps me like quantify the value of where I direct my time because exactly. in corporate America or a job or whatever you have, like it's like regardless of what you do in that eight hours, you still don't get paid. That's right? right. Whereas as an entrepreneur, like if you're not doing money making act, you could be busy. You could do a lot of stuff. You could check the P and L, check email. You know, you could do a lot of different things. But if it's not directly correlated to bringing in more revenue. You can work 60 hours and, and it still be broke, right? So yep. it, it helps right. us, like, really quantify, like, what's important. Um, so I think that's one Very thing true. that I, I appreciate about entrepreneurship. Like, I, it just it, it's transferable, right, in my personal life. It's like, hmm, like, what is the ROI? 
and for yeah. people who aren't entrepreneurs, I know sometimes it can be a little bit much. It's like, well, no, like, why don't you just chill? Or why don't you just hang out? Why don't you just, you know, not put so much focus on it? But we know, like, the value of our time, and it's kind of sometimes hard to make that separation, right? Oh, yeah. And but, I feel like I, I dream bigger now. Mm-hmm. And another reason why I left corporate is because I felt like I was confined to doing what they told me that. Oh, you're yeah. really good at this. You should do this. Box you in. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So um, started getting involved with some diversity and inclusion initiatives. I loved it. really wanted to move more into that space. Mm-hmm. But timing was off and my business was picking up on the side. And mm-hmm. I just said, you know what? I can make more of an impact if I were able to do this on right. my own. Um, and so I think that was a big a big um, factor for me. Yeah. I think you brought up another point about like being boxed in, right? I think there's something to be said about focus. Like focus is priceless, right? Being able to like lock in on something, get it accomplished. But I don't think you can confuse focus with like compartmentalizing the dynamic nature of a human being, right? And so it's like, you know, you might start out in this one path, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that it can't evolve into other things. I think, but again, that, I think that's all rooted in like the way we came up. Though it's like go to school, like this is the structure. Go to school, you get a job, you stay there for X amount of years. Nobody's doing that anymore. That's right. right. And so it's like we, we're human beings. We're dynamic. Like there's other things that we like, and we can find a way to blend all that together to have a harmonious balance of like what we want our ideal life to look like. That's right. right. And I think that's what's important because like focus is important, whatever the goal is. But that shouldn't overshadow the reality that we can do whatever we want to do. Absolutely. Right. I think we've had that conversation before. Like we can do. Whatever we want to do. Now we got to be intentional about the path and how we do it and when we do it. But that doesn't mean that we can't do it. Yep. And don't let anybody confuse us thinking like, "Well, oh, you're the career coach. That's what you got to be. You can't be a speaker or not. Like you're the career coach. Yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? Or you can't evolve that into life coach because you're the career coach. Like I just I don't subscribe to that. Like, and that's a good point because you know? now more of what I'm doing is. I would say half and half life yeah. coaching and career coaching, mm-hmm. you know, because I've had clients that they can't figure out what they want to do in their career because right. there are these mental blocks that right. we have to kind of work through as mm-hmm. it relates to self-doubt and, and mm-hmm. confidence. Yep. Um, and so I'm definitely moving more into a life coaching mm-hmm. structure than career coaching, which has been beneficial yeah. and, you know, just, again, going along with progression, being able to see that progression mm-hmm. in myself as a coach and the progression of my clients as we're yeah. able to work through those those challenges together. Yeah. I think the other thing, it, it just if you look at the trajectory of just where we're going as as a society, like more things are becoming more prevalent. They weren't they were always there, but they're just becoming more talked about, like mental health and all that all that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And so it's like I think that's a byproduct of realizing that like it's all connected, right? Even with what I do from a financial perspective, right? To your point, it's not that you just are terrible at spending money. Like there's a mental block there or there's or some level of self work that is tied to what you're spending money like is more than just oh, yeah. the X's and O's Mental of money habits, exactly right. Yeah. It's more than just the X's and O's of these are my expenses, this is my income, yeah. right? And so the more we can be okay with saying that we're not pigeonholed to just like the the tactical aspects of our role, and more so that it's a byproduct of a bigger thing. I think we all can do better work in whatever the industry is. So that's a, I think that's a very good point. And I think it's also important for professionals to kind of understand what progression in their career looks like, mm, you know, and like you said, the workforce, you know, all every single industry, especially with technology is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to understand what 
promotion, I would say the, the growth of your position looks like in mm-hmm. your career. And understand that it doesn't have to be set in stone, you know? Yep. And let's say your goal is that you want to get promoted. Mm-hmm. Have you had a conversation with your manager or your boss on what it actually takes to get promoted? Right. Um, if you've had that conversation, because you don't want to get to the time where you think, oh, yeah, I'm set to get promoted. promoted. Right. It's been two years. And they're like, oh, well, you don't have the skills. You need to do this better. We have to manage that on our own. And that's something I'm a big advocate of. Always understanding where you are. Understand how your position adds value to mm-hmm. your team, you know, your company. If you want to get promoted, you need to let folks know that and let them see your work. And then mm-hmm. if your your company, if they're not giving you those opportunities to grow, you're going to have to ask for them yep. um, on your own. And I think people also got to pick a side too, right? Because you have some people that want to like the idea of going to work, going through the motions, not having a lot of demand and... I can get my paycheck, right? But it's like, if you say you're not fulfilled and you want more, then you got to ask yourself, are you willing to do what it takes? So like, yes, we are entrepreneurs, but there's nothing wrong if you're in corporate America and that's your goal, right? Is to continue to climb the ladder. But you got to pick a side on like, okay, am I going to be complacent and kind of go through the motions and collect this check? Or am I going to go the extra mile and do whatever it takes to like propel my career forward, right? Absolutely. I think sometimes people aren't being honest with themselves. And I think that, that that's that holds true in not just career, but life, right? It's like, because my next question was like, you know, you know, has it been hard trying to like balance your personal life and business, right? Um, because again, I don't believe really in a separation. I feel like it's all one life, but it's like, we have to be honest with our own actions and our own intentions and our own goals and ask ourselves, does our behavior line up with that, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't, cool, then, then just identify if it's because it's it was hard or it's challenging you're not disciplined enough right now or you don't truly want what you think you want mm-hmm. but those are tough self conversations to have right like they once are. you know the truth of all right this is what I'm doing this is what I said I want these two things are in opposition you got to decide right it's okay. like I got to decide that I'm going to stop doing this to get yeah. that right or I got to actually say to myself well I guess I don't want that because I'm, I'm so committed to doing this. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point. And even, you know, thinking about Michelle Obama, right? She came out with her book, Becoming, mm-hmm. which everybody's ready to have out. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I will be getting it soon. Um, <laughs> she did an interview with Oprah. Mm-hmm. And on this, in, or in this interview, Michelle was just talking about how she was a box checker. You know? She... Um, went to college and she said that was a check mm-hmm. she got her degree check she went to Princeton check she started you know as a lawyer or got a good job with the law firm check mm-hmm. but she didn't like being a lawyer she actually mm-hmm. hated it wow. and I can definitely definitely relate to that because I did mm-hmm. the exact same thing I have an undergraduate degree in accounting masters in accounting mm-hmm. CPA I started oh, no. KPMG <laughs> didn't like it yeah. I just you know auditing was not for me um, and she said that she failed to ask herself that one question, which is, am I who I actually want to be? Mm. Wow. And, and I think the beauty of where we're at right now in society is that no longer can our parents or anybody say, well, that's not a career. Like we did those things because it's like, that's a good career path. Accounting, it's stable and gosh, you'll be good to go. Right. Like that was, oh, yeah. that's kind of what was drilled in our head. It wasn't necessarily like necessarily you're so passionate about accounting. You just view that as a staple career, right? Yeah. But now we can't say that some of the things that we thought weren't careers aren't careers. 
Like oh, you yeah. literally can do whatever you want to do. And I know that sounds crazy and sounds philosophical. And <laughs> I think some of the people like Will Smith who yeah. instill that stuff like in their kid, like, like they're the ones that get it right. It's like you truly can't. But they were they were they were doing that before it was popular. Now it's popular. We can see, man. I saw somebody making five million dollars playing video games on YouTube, right? Like there's literally anything that you can do. Anything. Anything. And you know, being in the industry that I'm in, I have worked with so many people that have the coolest jobs that I never mm-hmm. even thought about. Like, yep. for instance, one of my clients is an, an R and D manager at Krispy Kreme. So he spent his time <laughs> taste testing donuts. Oh man! Even I... the sprinkles, you know, testing out different ingredients in their products. Wow. Um, I'm like, dang! I didn't even I know that job even existed. Thought about that. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's just liberating, right? Like, just. Man, if I thought about it as something to do, I could probably turn it into a career, right? But again, being intentional and figuring out like what are the steps, right? Yeah. I think the same when I was in corporate America, it was a short-lived time. When I was there, one of the things I told myself is if I look at this job description, it says it's got to have eight years of experience, this, that, and the third. You can reverse engineer where you want to be. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? And the same thing holds true for whatever the career path is, right? Look at people who have done it or have done something similar. Follow their story, not their result. Follow their story and their process and their journey, and then just reverse engineer. And then along the way, like align your own identity with it, right? You know what I'm saying? I think we get so caught up on the timeline. Man, so and so was doing all this, and it took them X amount of years. We were just talking about this before we hopped on. Yeah, time flies, so use it to your advantage. Don't look use it use it as a disadvantage. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me five years to get here. The five years is going to fly by anyway. Right, so I'm, I'm just personally, I'm excited for. I'm going to speak to some younger, um, some younger kids today. Like, I'm excited for the fact that like the sky's the limit. Like, I can I can say that and not and, and, and not be just something that sounds good. Like, it literally is the limit. Like before, it's like you got to do this, have a fallback plan, and yeah, you want to be intentional. But like, if you want to do it, you can do it. And it sounds so cliche, you know. And you know, like I was saying, we definitely hold ourselves back. I know mm-hmm. I was and mm-hmm. a lot of what I do with coaching is helping my clients figure out their potential. Mm-hmm. So when they say those things like this is what I really want to do but right, this, what's the but? You know, and I'm like, well why why can't you go get that experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, why are you doubting yourself and saying you don't have these things mm-hmm. where you can go out and get them. So what? Yeah. You need a skill and Whatever it is. Go get it. You know, go get it. There's so many online courses mm-hmm. and resources. You don't have to wait for someone exactly. to give you what you need to grow. Yep. I agree. I agree. So here's an interesting question, right? So you get to help clients, you know, gain clarity on all of the things that they want to do in their career, right? And so you get a well kind of versed experience of just seeing, to your point, like already at Krispy Kreme, how fun is that? Different types of careers, right? But yeah. How does that impact you and provide clarity for the way you want to grow your business, right? Like, what things does it make you think about as you work with your clients? Like, man, like, here are the things that I want to do. Like, does that have an impact on you, just kind of dealing with that every day? Because I know with me, working with clients who are either doing really well or maybe just getting started or maybe having to unravel some bad habits, it provides more clarity to me on, like, man, like, am I really? And I know I'm doing the right things, but it just kind of provides, like, that clarity for me, like, all right. When I'm 40, I want to be in a completely different position. So these are things that I need to tweak about my life today to make sure that I get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I find myself giving advice and I'm like, dang, that was good. Let me yeah. to write this down for myself, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, a lot of 
coaching is being, you know, the chief encourager officer, mm-hmm. you know, that's what my <laughs> coaching like instructor tells us all the time is encouraging your clients mm-hmm. and speaking life into them. Now, if I have a client that, you know, their background is in, I don't know, um, healthcare and they're like, oh, I want to be a, a pilot. Okay, yeah. we're going to have to figure out, you know, steps you need to take to actually to do that. Right. But a lot of what I do with coaching is also not only encouraging, but sharing my story as well. Gotcha. Um, you know, and I think it's just very rewarding to be able to help them speak life into them, break down those things that seem, or those goals that seem so hard mm-hmm. and unachievable at the moment. And, you know, sometimes I have really hard days, you know, long days. I get a lot of no's, you know, and that's just part of business. But getting on those calls or meeting with my clients, it rejuvenates me in a different way. Yeah, that's awesome. So we we talked about, you know, some of the things that you've been up to, some of the things you do currently. Uh, What are some things you're excited about? Like, what are some things that are on the horizon from you that you can share? I'm not sure if it's like proprietary but like anything that you're just excited about as you go into you know 2019 yeah a lot of things that I'm excited about as I go into 2019 I would say that I am creating some you know online products Mm. because I'm only one person (laughs) right 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 I'm a small team of great of great folks but um in order to be able to meet my clients needs and demands you know, I will be releasing some ebooks, online courses around anything professional development mm-hmm. related. So, resume, salary negotiation, interviewing, navigating, navigating corporate America, figuring out what your your life purpose is through your career. And so, that's really what I'm excited about. You know, I do a lot of speaking engagements. Mm-hmm up and down the East Coast and just doing more of that, you yeah. know, branching out, doing some more national, hopefully international hey. next year, speaking engagements. That would be I'm, I'm going to be so excited that I'm going to be able to have this as a reference when I see you over there in wherever, Sweden or Australia. Like, <laughs> you know, she said on the podcast that she's going to be doing some international stuff. Oh, yeah. And I can go off on a whole tangent on, which I won't, um, on like the power and just putting it out there. like it Writing out. it down and putting it out there, right? Because I, I look back on like this podcast. Yeah. I remember 2014, I heard a podcast for the first time. Didn't know what a podcast was. I was like, all right, this is cool. I think this is for me. I'm long-winded. I like to talk. Uh, I don't have to... I like to write, too. But, like, this, I feel like it's like my own little radio show. I had no idea what a podcast was. And then, lo and behold, uh, 2016, I created a podcast, right? And so, it's just so much power just putting it out there. So, I'm going to be very excited when I see you in that, in that first international speaking engagement. I appreciate so, it. That's awesome. That sounds like some exciting stuff. So I know how to find you. I know how to get connected to you because you're my client. We're now friends and all that good stuff. But for everybody else that's listening, how can we find you? How can we get connected with you? You know, follow all the great stuff that you're doing and maybe get some career and life coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So my well, social media handles, personal social media handles is Letitia, L-A-T-S-H-A underscore Bird, B-Y-R-D on Instagram and Twitter. And my business social media handles is Bird Consults with an underscore on Instagram, Bird Consults on Twitter. And my website is Bird, B-O-R-D, careerconsulting.com. Okay, so pretty easy, pretty universal across the board for the most part. All right, so this is the question that I ask everybody 
on the show because it's called the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, right? Okay. So my question for you is, what are you doing with your current lifestyle today that will ensure that you leave a meaningful legacy tomorrow? Ooh, I, I just say one thing. Or multiple Whatever things. comes to mind. One thing is working with you. Hey, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> so shout out to you, but I want to build, you know, a legacy as it relates to wealth for my future kids, grandkids. I would say just practicing gratitude every day. This, mm, you huge. know, cliche as that may sound, it's but huge. you know, just practicing gratitude in in every single moment yeah. to be able to fuel, you know, my motivation um, every single day. And what we were talking about at the beginning of this, but mm-hmm. asking myself those hard questions, mm-hmm. you know, and asking myself those questions on a regular basis yeah. is. Am I doing? Am I making an impact? Mm-hmm. And um, just continuing to to move forward as I progress, as my business progress progresses, and my clients progress as well. Awesome, perfect answer. See, I knew you'd have it. <laughs> well, folks, this was a, an exceptional podcast. We thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. I know there'll be a lot of value that comes out of this when it officially goes live. Thank so, you. Uh, you know, everybody out there listening, if you are in need of a career slash somewhat of a life coach. Feel free to reach out to her. I will be leaving her information in the show notes below. Until next time, peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Action Palm, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion, and profit. Makes sense to me.